Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the Book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with Him. And some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. Chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwi's Tafsir of Juz'amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh Akram expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and inimitable manner makes them relatable. So, without further ado, let's begin this journey. And then Quran said, This is written in early scriptures. Sohaf Ibrahim wa Musa Ibrahim and Musa scripture. The same thing. Ibrahim al-Islam and Musa al-Islam both have been emphasized on the same matters. Actually, it's coming here. To Musa al-Islam the call to Fir'aun was the same thing. Ibrahim and Islam emphasize have been the same thing, Tazkiyah. And both have been emphasizing that don't worry about this world, your concern should be the day hereafter, both of them. Fir'aun's concern had been this world. So now the Quran is saying when the you know, day of judgment will happen and the fire will appear, then what will happen? Mantaga, as those people who rebuild, those people who follow the way of the Fir'aun, those people who made their own laws, those people you know, who don't want to follow the way of Allah Taala, want to follow their own way for those people who rebelled and those people who prefer this worldly life. So now you can see the connection between Tughiyan and between worldly life. This rebellion against Allah Taala is connected, very much connected with Hayat Dunya, worldly life. And worldly life is very much connected to, with following the desire. So people follow the desire, then they prefer this world over the next world and because of that they rebel against Allah's command because if they listen to Allah they can't enjoy the life so they want to enjoy the life so they rebel against him so that's why I said you know that these are three things connected this following the desire preferring the worldly life and then rebellion to against Allah and then end is what what Quran says here then the hell is the you know the place for those people the only place that for those people is the hell they can't survive, they can't be saved, they can't be delivered. That actually the Quran said about Fir'aun, Fir'aun actually brought all his people to the fire. If people follow the way of Fir'aun, if people follow the desire, if people prefer this world over the hereafter, if people rebel against the command of Allah then certainly they are going to face the fire of hell, they are going to throne in the fire of hell. So now the Quran mentioning at the end of the story, this end of these people. So always remember that two people, leaders. One is Fir'aun and one is Musa. If you follow Fir'aun, then fire of hell. If you follow Musa Islam, then end is paradise. The two leaders in this world. And Quran is mentioning the story of both leaders. Both are qualified leaders. They have all the good qualities of the leadership. Only difference is Fir'aun's orientation is this world and Musa's orientation is the hereafter. The only difference between both leaders is this. Otherwise, in every single thing, they are the same people. The same qualities this is the difference. So if people follow Fir'aun, they follow the desire, they rebel against Allah's command, they don't want to follow the revelation, 
then and they prefer this one then quran says fa'inna al-jahima hil ma'wa then jahim then the fire fell is you know the abode and the house of those people وَأَمَّا مَنْ خَافَ مَقَامَ رَبِّهِ وَنَهَا النَّفْسَ عَنِ الْهَوَى فَإِنَّ الْجَنَّةَ هِلْمَأَوَى And the way of the Musa al-Islam is, for those people who fear standing in front of their Lord, and they stop themselves from the desire, then their place is in paradise. So now you can see the condition, fearing in, that they're going to stand in front of their Lord, first fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and the second thing is, they stop themselves from the desire. If they do these two things, then Jannah will be their place. So Musa al-Islam teaching is basically, don't prefer this world. Fear your Lord. Have khashiya. That you can see in the Quran, actually, this surah has come both times. When Musa al-Islam came to Fir'aun, he said, وَأَهْدِيَا كَلَىٰ رَبِّكَ فَتَخْشَىٰ خَشِيَىٰ And then Quran said the same after that, after the story of Fir'aun, إِنَّ فِي ذَٰلِكَ لَعِبْرَةً لِمَنْ يَخْشَىٰ Then Quran said here, وَأَمَّا as those who fear, you know, standing in front of their Lord, and they stop themselves from the desire, then the Quran says, these people, they get Jannah. So this actually is the key thing. Quran does not want people to follow the desire. So the illness of the people basically is, not because people don't have argument, they don't have the evidence. The illness is, people want to enjoy their life. People want to follow the desire. People want to prefer this world over the next world. So if, you know, people listen properly, then the, the paradise is their place. You know, thing really is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala actually keeps explaining these things so many times really. And taqwa has come in the surah before. Now taqwa has been explained here. Coming again, again. But people are not going to give in the chance again, again. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can explain for the people again, again. But he's not going to give the people chance again, again. You know, it is not really that, you know, you see and then you come and believe. No, this is not the way. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can remind you again, again. And the whole Quran is full. It can happen that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can remind, keep reminding you many, many times. But it is impossible that you die and then you come back. It never can happen. People are not going to be given more than one chance. You know, there was a professor in India, you know, a professor was a teacher in one of the college. So he, he said to, you know, his students that, you know, I, I did, a, you know, BSc, you know, in science, uh, you know, and, uh, I, uh, and then I had problem in my life. So I didn't want to do MSc, and then I got a job, I became a teacher. And then actually in my life, there have been many, many positions, you know, and they really came to me. But the only reason I was rejected, because I did not have MSc. Had I got the degree of MSc, then I would got so many chances. The only reason, but actually the, in the life, people have only one chance. Now I cannot do that. I cannot actually change my life. This really, you know, this keep happening in this life again and again. Same thing actually for the people. People are not going to be given one another chance. You can be reminded, but no other chance. People are reminded again and again to change your way of life. You can get paradise. You can become like Musa al-Islam. You can become like Musa al-Islam's followers. You can become like the Ibrahim al-Islam, like all the prophets, if you use the life properly. But if you have missed the opportune time, you are not going to get the chance again. Chance is never again. It is so clear in the Quran, again, again, people are not going to give another life. You know, how merciful, how, how his Rahmah is really. He really does not want people to go to Farafil. He really loves people to go to paradise. That's why he keeps explaining. Otherwise, you can see if anybody reads the Quran, they will say, why Quran keeps repeating the same thing again and again? Because he's Rahman. Allah is Rahman. 
he really wants to use one argument, another argument, another style, one way, same, second way, third way, fourth way. He wants people any way to listen and understand before to too late. Story of Musa, story of Firaun, story of Ibrahim al Islam, so many stories again again keep coming. All the arguments keep coming again. Why? Because he wants people to think, to understand, you know, before they die. Because when they have died, no other chance. In this actually tells you how much he loves. You know, your mom, your mother, he will, she will explain to you once, twice or three times, she becomes tired, then she leaves you. Your friends explain to you sometime, and then they leave you. Nobody does like that. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he keeps saying the same thing again and again. Okay, Rahman, Ar-Rahman, Allah al-Quran. You know, Quran has come because of Rahman. Where Quran so many details and repeating the same thing again and again. Why? Because of Rahman. When somebody is in mercy, they don't mind to keep saying the same thing if they expect that people can listen. So that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps saying the same thing again and again. Now, after making all those things, the Quran coming again to these people. That you know, after all this explanation, but still their problem is they don't want to listen. They want to make mockery. They want to laugh at the Quran. They keep again asking the same question. Question, yes, Aruna ka anissa ati ayyana mursaha. You see, this is the question they ask in Surah Al-Naba, Ammaytasa alun. Keep asking the same thing again. When the day of judgment will come? You know, you keep frightening, you keep warning us, you keep saying all the time that, you know, some people go to paradise, some people go to paradise. When is it going to happen? And now, this is this time, they change the word. What are they saying? Yes, Aruna ka anissa ati ayyana mursaha. You know, what mursa means in Arabic language? You know, they are asking you, yes, they are asking you about the sa'a, ayyana mursaha, when is its mursa? Here two words are important. One is ayyana, and second is mursa. What ayyana means? Ayyana actually has the same meaning as ayna. Ayna means when. But the difference is, when you say ayna, you are quick. But when you become annoyed, you think, you know, it's not happy. That when, you know, you make it longer. So in the sense of ayna, they are saying ayyana. They are not saying, you know, Aina, Aina Mursaha. They are saying, Ayyana Mursaha. Making it longer to say, you know, we have been waiting for such a long time. When is it going to come? It is taking so, so long. So they make it Ayyana, to make it longer. The Arabic language, no doubt really, because for all those expressions. So if somebody is waiting for a while, they say, Aina. You know, Aina, you know, if you are waiting for your friend to say, Aina, Aina Sadiqi, where is my you know, friend? But if he does not want to come and you lose all the hope, then you can say ayyana sadiq, you know, where is he? You know, I don't see him around, no, no, no sign. Then you say ayyana. So sometimes you say ayyana, sometimes you say ayyana. So Quran is saying that, you know, these people are saying that ayyana, first ayyana. What does mursa mean? Mursa means in Arabic language, arsa yursi means basically when you are in the sh- you know, a ship, uh, you know, the boat, and what happens when they land, when you know, ship is coming and you know, and when it comes to the land, then the tight, you know, and then people can get up. So the Mursa basically means landing of the ship. That's what Mursa means. So for example, if you're waiting for a ship to come, and, you, know, and in, to, you use this water, you know, we have been waiting for such a long time. Had there been any ship, it would have landed, but it not kept coming. So these people are using the word, which actually used for the ship, they're using for the Qiyamah. So they are saying, Ayyana Mursa, where is landing? In this Qiyamah, you have been taking all the time, again, again, hour will come, hour will come. Where is the landing? We have been looking for the, you know, you know, like, you know, we have been waiting for the ship to come, but it never come. Where, when is it going to land? So this is the meaning. Ayyana Mursaha, when, when it's, it's landing. To understand, actually, really, in, in Arabic language, it really has amazing way of thinking. Basically, like, you know, like, you know, the, like the Qiyamah is floating. And, you know, people think, when is it going to land? So basically, you know, coming, coming, coming. 
you know, when it's going to come. So basically, like you know, it is moving. The qiyam is movement until it comes and, and, and lands. So when the landing of the qiyam is going to happen, that one is, uh, they are asking. They are asking when the when the qiyama is going to take place, when it, its landing will happen. So they are saying, yes, Aruna kan isaati ayyana mursa. They keep asking you about the hour. Ayyana mursaha. Fima anta min dikraha. The Quran said, what I have, what you have, what have you to, what have you to do with the mentioning of it? Quran says that don't worry about it. You, you have nothing to do with this. Or Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What you have to do about mentioning the Qiyamah? You know, these people keep asking, this is not your business. This is not, you know, think really, these people, you know, the reason you deny the Qiyamah, because you don't know the date of the Qiyamah, is it reason? But you also don't know the date of your death. Do you know? So you know, if something happens, you know, you only believe in your, when you know the death, then you should not believe in the death. Death, death will come without any date, without any appointment. You don't know the point date, but it will come. Quran wants to tell the, the Prophet don't worry when they're asking you when it's going to happen. You know, this is not the reason of the denial. It's not because they don't know the date of the Qiyamah, so they're denying. There are many things in this world people don't know the date, but still they believe. The Quran is saying to the Prophet, don't worry, don't think really because since they don't know the date, so they're rejecting it. It is not your concern. Your concern to keep reminding unless Allah knows what to do. So it is not your concern you keep thinking when it's going to come. You know, it is what to do with you. Why you are so concerned about mentioning the date and things like that when it's going to happen? It is not for you. It's a knowledge only to your Lord. It's going, you know, it, Allah knows. Nobody, your Lord, Demar has given the knowledge of the Qiyamah to anybody else. Knowledge of the hour, nobody knows. Even the angel who has been appointed to blow the, you know, the trumpet, he does not know. The hadith says that, you know, he has taken the trumpet and he has put his ear, hearing to Allah's command. And just like, since he has been created like that, and as soon as Allah Subhanahu commands, he will blow it. He does not know. Even the angels don't know. Allah Subhanahu has kept the knowledge of the date, of the time, of the hour, only to himself. And the reason people deny it, not because they don't know the time. It is something else because they want to prefer this world over the hereafter. So that's why the Quran says, Fima anta min dikra. Oh, Prophet, what do you have to do about the knowledge, about, about mentioning of the Qiyamah? You know, it's knowledge to your Lord. You are only warner to those who fear it. Again, khashiyah has come. Again, you can see really, the Quran keeps saying this thing. Musa said to Fir'aun, then the Quran mentioned the story of Fir'aun and Musa. It said, Inna fi liman Then the Quran mentioned the chain of Then again the Quran comes that you know, don't worry. If people don't fear the don't, don't listen to you, it is not your fault. This thing only can be believed by those who have fear of Allah. You are only warner for those people who fear it. And they have so much rushing for the Qiyamah. You know, when, will it come? when the hour will come, you know, they don't, you know, it is not very late. When it will come really, it will look so quick. You know, it seems, it will see, you'll see, when they will see the hour, it will be for them. As they did not stay in this world, except one evening or one morning. You know, they think it is too late when the hour will come, but when it will come really for them, so quick. And people actually will discuss in the day hereafter that how much we stand in this world. Now you think how long will it, how when is going to come? But it will come really the whole earth, the whole life on the face of that only one evening or one morning. And no doubt really Allah has made the time so much different. 
in one time, but let's not realize that in one, time, one day, like 50,000 years. One time also like 1,000 years. So time that has been made by Allah Taala is different time. In this world, like you can see really that one day and night basically mean 24 hours. But there's another day to Allah Taala where day means 50,000 years. Then another day where day means 1,000 years. And there could be many, many other days. We don't know that you know, time. Time has been created by him. So if you compare the whole universe, whole the earth, the time of the earth that people have spent here, Compared to actually the day of judgment, you know, it looks like one, and anyway, anything that has passed, very little. And the problem of the day of judgment actually is, it is a present, never ending. The people who are going to be thrown in the fire of hell, they are going to have a present which never can become past. That present will remain all the time present. That's the problem really. When the present becomes past, it is small. It's gone anyway. So every, in this life, this is actually what happens. Time. Time in this life is made like that, that every present becomes past so quickly. But the present of that life is never past. It all the time. People who want paradise, for them, always present. People who want the fire of hell, for them, it is all the time present. It never passed, nothing. It never going to end. Never going to. If things don't end, then sense of the time is lost. Sense of time only exists when you have, when you have an end. If there's no ending thing, then there's no sense of the time. There's no time for it, really. In the day hereafter, sense of time will be not there because everything will be permanent present. So then history is irrelevant. There's no, nothing actually past tense of present or future tense, nothing like that, all the time present. And then actually in the light of that permanent present, this whole universe, this whole life on the face of that, nothing more than one evening or one morning. And, and these are rushing. No doubt. And look at, leave this thing really. Look at your own life. You know, if I am 50 year old, somebody 40 year old, 30 year old, 20 year old, look at your life in the past. You can see the whole life within minutes. The life that has passed, nothing really. Same exactly all the, your life, when, you die, when I'm dying, when death will come to me, for me the whole life that I spent here was very tiny, very little. The day I die. So when people look for the future, they think it is a big thing, but when they, die, they will die really, when the future will end basically. As soon as the future will end from your life, then your whole thing becomes very tiny. The reason you think it is longer is because you have a future. But when the future on the face of that will finish, the whole thing will become very tiny. Future is the one which makes things longer. In the day of judgment, the future is present, but no past. It keep remaining, not going to end. But in this world, time will come when there is no future. Then the whole thing becomes like very, you know, very, very quick. So anyway, I'll stop it here, inshallah. And if you have any questions, please ask. <laughs> you said the meaning of da'a is, is to spread out. Yeah. Um, I understand that the, a possible meaning of it is also to make it egg-shaped, shaped like an egg. There is, I mean, in Egypt, some of the dialects are used da'a as, as, as the word for an egg. And based on this verse, I think it's this verse, uh, some of the scholars even going back centuries said that the, the earth is actually round and shaped, even more shaped like an egg. Do you know anything about this and whether this is actually meaning of yeah, it could be actually. You know, I didn't think about that, but it could be. You know, the, the ha means something like that. So it could be, but uh, you know, but the people have been saying actually mostly tafsir basata to, to spread it like that to be in a way that people can live it. Meaning not to make it plain like people thinking. Meaning is that to make a way that people can live and the plants can grow from that. That the ha means. 
but it you know, could be that the high five may you know that but you know even actually where it is meaning or not actually not go to to add anything the quran did not come really to prove those things which people can know anyway quran has come into far 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 you know far better reality people have quran has to come to teach people about the favors of allah and about the day of judgment so whether the earth is the, the shape of the egg or not you know it could be but this is not a big thing for, for the quran Quranic message is actually that people, you know, in, uh, on the earth, they learn how to live according to command of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. That's But anyway, that could be meaning. I don't know. Also, related this to the verse in the Prophet, and the Yeah, Thumma also can mean more, uh, more word than that, more, more than that. Something like Thumma does not mean like, like Bada. Thumma and Bada, in, in any language, like in Arabic as well, they don't need necessarily mean the order of the time. They could also mean the order of the mentioning. So basically, Allah SWT wants that, you know, on the top of that, he also did this. It does not necessarily mean that, you know, it is the, how it happened. It only needs that how he is mentioning. So as much like, you know, sometimes you start the story with Ibrahim, then you come to Nuh Salam. The meaning is that Nuh al-Islam has mentioned here after, after Ibrahim, but not that is how Allah SWT made the world. So it could be. So, you know, this whole, and also the thing is that Allah SWT is not necessarily made earth properly, then that. it could be that he made something here, then something there, you know, according to you know, his plan. So it could be the whole compilation happened later on. You know, people are allowed to have question to understand. That's no harm. That's actually a good thing to understand this. But people are not allowed to, uh, to have question in a way which makes clear that you don't want to believe in the message. You want to believe in your own experience, your own experiment. If something happens like that, that's bad. If you want to understand, that's fine. There's no harm actually if you have, people have question to understand something. So, you know, Quran encourages, like, you know, angels. When Allah said to angels that I'm going to create Adam. So, you know, uh, and just believe that what Allah creates, it must be wisdom. But I just did not understand the wisdom behind it. To ask question, to because uh, the question was to understand the wisdom, Allah explained the, you know, the wisdom. Allah explained properly. So, if you ask question to understand properly, there's no harm in that. But if people ask question because they think it is, you know, it is not possible or something like that, and, you know, they don't believe properly, then, yeah, it, it, it is bad. And also, the thing I could keep in mind, really, Islamic way is... Uh, uh, not to have question for Islam, but you have full right to have question for Iman. The way of Islam is, Iman basically means, you know, make effort to think, to understand, then to believe. So you must question, like Ibrahim al-Islam, he explained the Iman. Iman is basically thinking, understanding, questioning, argument, debate, whatever, until you know. Once you know, then you believe. And then after that, you come Islam. And Islam is basically, once you have believed, then you have no right but to surrender. 
So there is no question in Islam, but there can be a question for Iman. People have full right to ask whether Allah is Allah or not. People have full right to ask whether Muhammad is a messenger or not. They have full right to ask question whether Quran is the book of Allah or not. They can ask questions, they can study, they can you know, debate, they can discuss. But once you have understood properly, think properly, then you have to believe. And once you believe, then you must follow, you must surrender. Even in some mission, it could be sometime you don't know what details mean. You can ask more details. That's, that's, that's allowed. So not every question is wrong. If the question comes in order to understand properly, that question is fine. That must be there because believers need to understand properly. But if the questions come to reject or to argue or something like that, that question is not right. Ibrahim Islam himself actually asked ask question. To ask a question is still not bad if it increases your knowledge. There are a couple of online questions. One from States. Yeah, you know, there is similarity, but you know, Mawla Farahi has made in the surah in the pair. So his thinking is surah to Al-Nazi'at, you know, and surah to Abbas, you know, they are very, very similar to each other. So they are like in a pair, but there are no doubt certain things in this surah which are similar to the surah to Naba. There are some similarity. The other question is from Oxford. What are the root letters of the word Khashia in verse 9? What are the root letters of the word uh, Khashia in verse 9? What is the question? It's two similar words in verse 9 and in verse 26. In, in, in this surah? Yeah, in this surah. In this surah? Oh, that, yeah, Afsar wa Khashia. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So one is in in Khashin Ayn. So Khashin Ayn means basically, you know, humility. There's also fear, but actually it's more humility to be humble, to like, you know, to be lowered down, to, you know, so that basically is, to Khashia basically is the eyes will be, like, you know, lower, the people actually, you know, down, the eyes will be down, uh, you know, out of the fear. That khashia means, that, that why it comes the prayer, khushu in the prayer, you know. That, that khash, khashin ayn, and the verse, you know, which is about the Fir'aun and all this, you know, in, in, in the root letters are khashin ya. So that means khashia yaksha means to fear. So that's another meaning. So khashia means to be humble and uh, to be lower, and khashia means to fear. And is there a connection between the two? Yeah, it, I'm saying there, is, there is some similarity because khasha'a also means you know, to be lower but out of the fear. So the fear is there but not so dominant. But why the khasha'a is the main meaning of the fear? It could be. And also in Arabic language, basically when the root letters are very similar, only one letter differs. So sometimes meaning is the main word, meaning is share and there is more development. So you can see khasha'a and khasha'a, the share, you know, kha and shin. So, you know, only ayin and yah is different. So, there can be something like that. There are actually so many examples in Arabic language for that. So, there could be, you know, some, something common between both of them. Question. The first question is, uh, can we use Zakat money for the exhibition of uh, uh, Ali? 
or should the company be separate uh, from uh, such activities? Uh, my second question is uh, regarding um, when you said that Aristotle is like Pharaoh, but philosophers do universities and colleges to teach people the other philosophy. Um, what do you advise people who are um, getting into doctorate of philosophies or going to colleges and universities and why the philosophy is different than the philosophy of Islam? I got some part of the question, but not not whole thing clearly. But you know, Faisal, you have to repeat anyway. What are two questions? There are two questions. First of all, something about Ali or his, his thing? Yeah, you know, zakat money, zakat, you know, you know, zakat money. Quran has mentioned really, you know, eight ways to spend zakat money. One of these for poor people. But there are other, you know, ways to spend the money. You know, one is a fisabi line the path of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. One is al muallafat qulubhum. People, you know, who we want them to be nearer to Islam. Al-Mu'allafat al-Qulubim in Islam means those people who come, became Muslim, but the Islam is not still, you know, proper. So you give them money in order to make their Islam stronger and then, you know, help them. And also, Mu'allafat al-Qulubim are those people that are not Muslim, but you think by spending money upon them, they can come nearer to Islam. So in the past, there used to be also, you know, money used to be spent on those Mu'allafat al-Qulubim. When in the time of Umar Khattab, Islam became more dominant. There was no need for Talif al-Qalb. But now, again, we have come a time when really, like, especially in the Western countries, we really need to spend money on the new Muslims whose Islam is not still very strong and they need help so we can spend on them, and, you know, even if they're rich. And uh, there are those people who are not Muslim, but they have sympathy for Islam. And we think that if we help them, they can you know, become nearer. So uh, that's why you know, the way actually I follow in this matter. The opinion of Sheikh Qardawi, uh, you know, from Egypt in Qatar now, he's a really great scholar and he's written a book, Fiqhul Zakat, very good book, and people should actually learn from, uh, from that book. His thinking is that uh, Zakat money can be spent for Dawah. For any project of Dawah, Zakat money can be spent. Because of Mu'allafat al-Qulub, and also Fisabillah in the path of Allah, and no doubt Jihad is path of Allah, and also Dawah is path of Allah. So he's thinking like you know, establishing schools, Muslim schools in the West, centers of dawah or you know printing literature for for, for non-muslims to help them you know for dawah all for all those projects zakat money can be spent so that is the fatwa i follow so if people spend zakat money on education for muslims islamic education zakat money for, for dawah purpose zakat money to help you know non-muslims in order that they become muslims or in new muslims even if the rich to help them you know for a way to become near to islam so all those projects you know i feel his opinion there's a cut money can be spent, inshallah. The second question is to ask is that you mentioned that Aristotle and Piraha are no different. Sorry, what? You mentioned that Aristotle and Piraha are no different. So the sister is asking what do you advise students who are studying philosophy in the colleges and universities? And also she asked, the sister asked whether there is any difference between philosophy that is taught in the universities and colleges and Islamic philosophy? <coughs> uh, is Islamic philosophy? Yeah, so can, can, uh, can uh, Muslims study philosophy in the university? You know, philosophy basically, you know, itself is not a big problem really. The problem is people believe in the philosophy. The people believe the philosophy. You know, studying the philosophy is good because you know, it can help you. Because philosophy has many good advantages. You know, it can make you know. Philosophers are only people in the world who think. That's why the Prophet says, "Had there been no prophets and messengers, philosophers would have been the best people on the face of the earth." Why? 
because at least they have right question philosophers have right question but they don't have right answers so that why you need to learn philosophy because you can then right question come and then don't take answer from because they don't know the answer therefore the answer that come to the quran to philosophy can teach you how to think how to raise the question and how to make the argument but when it come to the answer then come to the quran because philosophers certainly don't know the answer that why no philosopher can convince the other philosopher that why the people say because philosophers never knew the answer there's no record you know in the human history of any happy philosophers philosophers never have been happy because they never because they never learn because they know, never know anything you never can find any philosopher who have been happy because they never got the success they, all the time they think they don't know so philosophers basically they raise the question but they don't know the answer that why the end of the philosophy is i don't know like you know because i we have been also studying the philosophy in madrasat all the greek logic and philosophy uh, and i know prop, you know properly that all the history of islamic philosophy 1000 year you know the, the they have been saying to lead the way to think about the thing is first you know the definition then you know the category categorize the thing and then you bring the proof and people of the philosophy say there no single thing in the world which we can define properly if you cannot define something and you say you cannot know unless you define and you don't have define any single thing then it means you don't know anything to so philosophy can raise the question but they can't teach anything they will teach you that they don't know if you learn the this thing that's it going to help you to answer actually in the quran philosophy can teach you to think to raise the question but philosophy cannot answer your questions if you take answer from them you will be misguided that much the clarification um, you mentioned on few occasions that uh, iman comes before islam like <laughs> when we believe in the sunnah i just want to talk a bit in that to surah al-fujurat verse 14 uh collateral around amanda where they are of the benefit to us and say we believe and allah says um, allah said they say we believe and allah said we'll take you know what you surrendered so what do you think that you say iman before islam but there allah is saying you should say you you submitted because iman has entered your heart yeah. because you are saying iman yeah. islam yeah. but in that area islam is before iman islam yeah. before iman yeah you know the thing is i mentioned actually the right order the iman then islam that how ibrahim said that how quran has been teaching it but it could be sometime islam comes without iman because people are thinking iman means thinking understanding then believing some people become muslim because they try to become muslim some people become muslim because they are born a muslim they never thought so that is submission that beginning of the they have surrender they have shahada ashhadu la ilaha illallah ashhadu muhammadar rasulullah but they didn't have didn't have iman for example there are some people they fall in love then they marry So, you know they understood you know that they, they saw, saw each other and they understood each other they you know they love each other and then after that they make contract so this is the right way you know first you have understood the person properly now you have to make a contract and now you have to follow the contract but there are people who don't fall in any love they make contract then they may be love there can happen so sometime contract can happen before the before the love and sometime love can happen after the right way basically love then make contract like someone then make you know marry so similarly first thing is believe for you know understand think properly believe then have submission but most of the people they don't do like that ibrahim islam did like that that is the right order our the prophet have been saying but most of people in the world they, they are not thinkers in 99% person muslim now they are born muslims they are not born believer they are born muslims then after that maybe they become believer 
to see many Arab Bedouins around Makkah al-Mukarramah and Arab Medina, they are not believers. They became Muslim, their leaders became Muslim. And now they say we are believers. You are not believers. You only said Shahada because your tribe did. So that Islam before Iman, that's not a real thing. Real thing is Iman, then Islam. Real thing that you love someone, then you marry that person. That, you know, but you make contract, then you love someone who knows you're going to love or not. So, you know, understand this properly. This Islam before Iman, that real thing. Real thing is Iman, then Islam. You know, that actually is not an easy thing. The one thing it can be the reading of the Quran, but one thing also look actually, Allah's power, Allah's favors upon the people, and then really see that how helpless we are without him. So, you know, and he, the one who has given us everything, he also can take away everything. So, you know, keep thinking about his favors, his, his powers, and keep reading the Quran and doing the prayers and all those things. So, inshallah, they will create some, some fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But you know, it, it is really not easy thing. I, you know, I, everybody needs really to develop, the, you know, the same thing. So we have to have same, pro, you know, process, you know, reading the Quran, reading the biography of the Prophet Sallallahu doing the prayer, asking Allah Subhanahu wa Taala help, looking his favors and all the all the ni'mah that is given. So inshallah, some fear will come, you know, gradually. But it takes time. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, can we understand that uh, people who get lessons like uh, the Ibrah? Hmm. Yeah, You know that these people, the thing really, religion they made up anyway. So the thing actually, the fear actually has made religion. This is not what we are trying to say. Actually. This khashiya basically is connected with the shukr. Meaning basically is that believers, you know, people look actually in the world when they are born, everything is there. There is so much in favor of Allah So they thank him. And when they thank him, they also know that if Allah has given them so much things without doing anything, he also can take away those things. You don't want to lose that, that favor of Allah Taala. Like for example, you love your mom, your mother. You know, you love her because she has done so much to, to you. But also you fear that you don't want to lose that love. So the fear that we are calling to is the fear of losing that love of Allah Losing that favor from Allah That the fear is that the one God who made all these things, he also can take away that, that, that favor. So that is very much connected with the shukr. So that the Quran says, in shakar tum wa aman tum. So shukr, thanking, then iman. And then after that, it becomes very deep that you know Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who can do so much thing, he also can take away the, the, this thing. Anybody who can, for example, you can't do anywhere if somebody actually gives all the you know, rewards to you, to you also have the fear that you know he, sometimes he can be angry and take away everything. So this fear if remains, then you always, you know, fine. So if believers have this fear, then their thinking will be proper, they will listen to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala properly, they obey him properly, then the favor will remain all the time. But if you guard the thing and you don't care and you think, you know, you have got everything anyway, you will take it away. So the fear is that you don't want to lose the favor. But these people, they don't think about thanking. They think really because people are, you know, scared and all this, that they created made religion. No, religion has come from the nobility, from thanking. And then uh, the, the feeling or the sense that they don't want to lose that, you know, that favor of Allah Taala. Thank you.
Yeah, in, you know, for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everything is easy. It is clear from the eye of those, because these people who think that how, you know, after everything has become part of the earth, the bones have decayed, and nothing is there, the soul has gone, how the life can come again? So Quran is saying, for these people, you think it is so difficult? Why you know that your Lord, you know, he, the one who said that he got to this recreate, he is the one who created the heaven. You believe in that? Arabs used to believe that the sky has been created by, by, by God, by Allah. They used to believe. The Quran is saying that you believe that he can do that and you don't, don't believe in this one. Think from your own thinking, why it is so difficult for you? If you think Allah cannot do, then if he can do that, why not this one? That is this difficulty or whatever easiness is according to the thinking of the people. Not from Allah, for Allah, it is everything kun, be and it is there. So that's what Quran was to say, that you, know, you people believe he created the heaven and you can't believe that he can create you again. So this is a question. Because the to the people understand the people. Otherwise, for him actually, creation of the people and creation of the heaven, the same thing. Nothing really. And, I, and you are right actually that you know, the, the, if people look properly, that how, how complicated the human creation actually is, you know, no doubt really, it could be, you know, same, same, same like the sky. But because it is huge, so no doubt really, there will be more and more complica complication. But people don't take like that. People don't look deeply. The Quran, you know, that's why the Quran is taking account to that simple way of thinking. That you know, you people believe about the sky, but you can't believe your own recreation. It is their own understanding. That I can tell Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. And for him, everything same thing anyway. Just kun and fa yakun, it is there. And, and, and the other one is in ayah 45, where it says, uh, hmm. Why is it you are a warner to only the people who fear? Why, why is it you should be general, you know, the Prophet is everyone, not just the people? You know, he's a warner for everybody, but meaning is that his warning only can be beneficial to those who fear. Like the Quran has come for guidance for, for all mankind, but the Quran says, Hudan lil muttaqeen. It is guidance for those who fear. They only can benefit. Though Quran has come for all universe, the Prophet Muhammad has been sent for all the mankind, but only those people will benefit, those who fear. So fear is the king. Basically, you can understand fear is the key of the guidance and fear is the key of understanding of the Quran. If people have, don't have the fear, they cannot understand. Basically, when people don't have the fear, they make a curtain on their eye for the Quran. They can't understand it. Fear actually opens the eyes. So fear, fear opens the eyes for the Quran, it also opens the eye for the guidance. That's what it is. It is helping. Basically, meaning benefit. Your warning only can be beneficial for those who fear. Those who don't, don't care. They just want to enjoy. Don't care about anything. What happened? No, nothing. You know, just I want to live this life. Yeah, so they are not going to listen to you. But don't want to think. No, they don't want to lose Allah's favor. You know, they, yeah, they will listen to you.
We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much, much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. That's D-E-E-P-D-E-E-N.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.org and show your support. Please click on the donate button and give whatever you can. Our institution is dependent on the generosity of donors like yourselves.